We don't believe Mary to be the queen of heaven because she's not in scripture. However, I really like Mary. Yeah, very special person, of course. I get why God chose her to raise Jesus. She's just a good mom, not a helicopter parent. And in fact, we actually see her mothering style today in Luke chapter two. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And this is... This is a Christmas song or Christmas uh, chapter that is almost always read uh, on Christmas Eve. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and get started with verse 1. So Luke 2, 1. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus, and you you probably are familiar with this if you watch the Peanuts special, you're familiar with this in the old James. (laughs) But we're doing this in the NLT, so you're maybe getting it from a different language. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home, uh, Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. You know, it's pretty, you know, we go through those verses and it seems pretty simple. But while Jesus's conception was miraculous, his birth was normal. There was a lot of blood, probably a lot of crying out and screaming and uh, commotion and people running in and out trying to help, and then all of a sudden peace, which is often case with the birth, lots of chaos and commotion, and and then the baby. And she wrapped him up in those swaddling clothes or strips of cloth, much like she would have helped them do when he was wrapped up in, in for his burial. Yep. Verse 8, and there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel is joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. It's kind of cool if you go to Bethlehem today, you can see where the shepherds would have been. And it is, it, it does, it feels like a little bit like a bowl. It's in a valley. Yeah. I mean, this song would have just echoed off, yeah, echoed off cool. the hills. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived. Jesus means Savior. You know what I just learned last night, actually? Hmm. I got to study this more, but I had heard that the reason that boys were circumcised on the eighth day, there's actually some biological truth to it, because when a baby, a, a boy baby is born for the first week, there's a lot of blood flow to that area. 
Hmm. And on the eighth day, you'll, it's more safe then wow. to, to, for circumcision. Yeah, I didn't know that. All right. Uh, verse 22. Verse 22. This, uh, then it was time for the purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. That was the dedication that was required of the firstborn. And the, the, it was part for the whole, essentially. They would dedicate the firstborn child and that, that dedication stood for the rest of the children as well. And of course, we dedicate in our church. Ba- baby baptism was never found anywhere in the Bible, but baby dedication was, which of course Jesus was. That's what we do as a church. We do baby dedications. We'll do every, every one of them instead of just the firstborn. Of course, for them, doing a dedication, you know, traveling all the way to the temple, if you lived up in Northern Galilee, that was quite a difficult thing to do. So they would do it when it was easiest for them with a child, when there was just one. And then that would stand for the whole, for us, it's a fairly simple thing. So we like to practice dedication for all the kids. So anyway, verse 23, the law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And you can, the poor. Yep. You can pick it up in verse 25, Junior. At the very time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby, Jesus, uh, baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. Look at this. He took the child in his arms. I think most... <laughs> New moms Most today. moms are like, hey, Especially wait their a first minute. kid, right? At eight days old, be like, well, yeah. hold on, you're going to get him sick. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't drop? even do that around yeah. in the church lobby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so You're an old man. You're going to drop him. Right. But Mary doesn't do that. I like her style. Yeah. Took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I've seen your salvation, which has been prepared for all the people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at was being said about him. And Simeon blessed him, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but will oppose. But many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Mm. Talking, oh, what about, prophecy. talking about when he or when she would watch him die. Yeah. Anna, a prophet, was there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phineal. And from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when she had only been married seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She had never left the temple, but stayed there night and day, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about how, or she talked about the child to everyone she had, uh, who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned to their home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up strong and healthy. He was filled with wisdom, and God had God's favor was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. Meaning as usual, a lot of times kids before their bar mitzvah would go to mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Yep. After the celebration was over, they started home for Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they had assumed he was with the other travelers. Again, showing they're not helicopter parents. Mm -hmm. But when he didn't show up that that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. 
Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious leaders, listening to them and asking questions, and all who heard were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother replied, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. Why didn't you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? Which is interesting, the self-awareness that Jesus has there. I've been asked an awful lot that did Jesus know from the time he was born that he was the Messiah, the God in the flesh, and what did he know? Well, well, we're not told in the scriptures. Uh, It's doubtful that at his birth or as a tiny infant, and it makes more sense that over time as he began to grow, that that awareness began to increase. But by the time he was 12, he refers to God as his father, which was not a common way to refer no. to God. Right. This was a Jesus thing. Yeah. And so that uh, is fascinating. Yeah. That's why verse 50 says, but he didn't understand what he meant. Mm-hmm. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored up all these things in her heart. And any kids who are listening to this right now, you think about this. Jesus was perfect. He was sinless. He had obedient. And his parents were not. You know, he had a stepfather yeah. and a mother who were not sinless, and yet Jesus submitted and was obedient to his sinful parents, even though he himself was sinless. Verse 52 is a great verse. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and a favor with God and all people. And we just finished up our training class on raising older kids, and that's kind of a core verse there. That's what we're after to do with training kids, whether small children or, or older children, that the goal is that they become adults, of course, and this is what we want. We want the whole person. You've got wisdom, which is intellectual, stature, physical, favor with God, spiritual, and all the people, social. That's the whole person. And those are the, that when we're raising our kids, we're raising them to follow after the model that Jesus set. That's right. Because that's who we are, followers of Jesus. Yep. All right, we get over to Psalms. Yep, Psalm 108 is the corresponding psalm for today. Yeah, and uh, I love these first three verses. My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my soul. Wake up, O harp and lyre. I will waken the dawn with my song. So he's he wrote the song, and he's singing it just as the sun is coming up. And I will thank you, Lord, in front of all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. And I have a feeling that David wrote this and sang this when he was out in the wilderness running from Saul because I doubt in the middle of Jerusalem, that's how he started the day. (laughs) right. There is that proverb from his son, Solomon, who said that whoever rises early with a loud voice, it will be a curse to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, today is actually my favorite day. Oh, great. March 1st. Yeah. Because it's the furthest you can get away from next February. (laughs) I always celebrate yeah. it kind of like a little bit with my family. My girls are like, hey, March 1st is a good day. We're out of February. We got a long time till the next February. It's a day of rejoicing. You know, I longer think, days. I think your mom dislikes March more so than February. Yeah. Typically, February, you know, this year is odd. Typically, in February, we, we have snow. Yeah. We can enjoy some of the cold weather. You know, it's a real winter. You're not going to get March to... is typically slushy like and ugly. It. And Oh, I still love it. Longer days. Well, longer that's, days that is true. Light, I do like that part. No bitter cold furnace kind of not running nop. Yeah, there are a few of those days, too, when you can sit out in the patio with the sun yeah, shining. Even a like little 55 bit of hope. degrees, you can yeah. enjoy a bit of the there's sun. There's a little bit of hope. And there's some great birthdays in March, too. There are, so yes. Maybe in March always um, was great for me as a kid because I'm like, yeah, my birthday's this month. Oh, that was me. Yeah, yeah. my birthday is the end of March, March 28th. Yours is yeah. March 17th, St. Patrick's is Day. St. Patrick's Day, so... Yep. You guys may want to, you know, be starting to think right now about uh, what kind of a gift that you're planning right. on uh, 
sending right. our way. Absolutely. Put a lot of thought <laughs> into it, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, have a good weekend. See you in church. Yeah. in scripture. You're going to be looking at Luke chapter three tomorrow. So be in that on your own. And we look forward to reading with you on Monday. You bet. Yeah.